Hello, beautiful friend. Welcome to another episode. This is a very impromptu one as I had a topic that I wanted to speak about today and I will still do it. I've just decided very last minute to change the topic um, because it's Canada Day and I want to speak about that actually. Um, I think what I'll do is I'll I'll um, do the episode I was going to do today. I'll do it later in the week. So it'll be a double podcast week. That'll be awesome. So Canada Day. I was just doing some writing and reflecting on it. And if you're not Canadian, uh, please stick around because I believe there'll be something in this episode for everyone, anyone that's been or is on a healing journey or really trying to find themselves and dealing with all sorts of emotions. And I think at a certain age, (laughs) we've probably all, all been there. So if you're not Canadian and you haven't heard, um, it has been worldwide news, but you never know. Some of us just don't watch TV and it's possible maybe you don't know. But here in Canada, they have discovered first the graves of 215 children at a residential school and the number has now gone up. They found children in Saskatchewan and more children in the interior BC. And I believe that very sadly, this is going to, we're going to have more and more findings as time goes on. So um, these residential schools were schools where children were essentially taken from, Indigenous children were taken from their families to basically have everything stripped of them. They were um, not allowed to speak their language, their hair would be cut, their clothes would be changed to Western clothes. And I'm sure at the time that Indigenous families were told that this was the best for them because I don't believe people just hand over their children willingly. They were either uh, lied to or they would come in and just take the children and they were given no choice. Um, The last school, if you're thinking, whoa, when did this happen? This must have been so long ago. The last school is pretty shocking, was closed in 1996. That was literally after I graduated from high school. And what's crazy is I actually, I have lived outside of Canada. I lived outside of Canada for, mm, it was 11 years that I was in London. So I would say, oh gosh, I'm so terrible with dates. I went in 2001, I came back in 2012. And when I came back, um, that's when I started to learn about residential schools. So when I was growing up, no one talked about it. No one even knew um, I mean, I know people knew about it, but it wasn't something that your average person would know about it. Obviously, Indigenous people knew it, and that's why they've suffered so much. And I'm sure those that were behind it, including, you know, the Catholic Church, the um, RCMP, the government, they all knew about it. But I would say that pretty safely your average Canadian did not until recent years. Um, So... Yeah, it's been crazy. So the these unmarked graves have uh, been discovered. And so with it comes this, this idea of do you celebrate Canada Day or do you not? And some people are very strong in wanting to celebrate Canada Day because they want to celebrate what's what the good part of this country is and this country has been good to many, many people. And then there's others that want to take this time to... They say it's not necessarily about canceling Canada Day, but really using it as a day to reflect and a day of respect that we are a country in mourning for our Indigenous people and the children that they lost. And so when I say children, you know, I was calculating the last 
I'm trying to think of what the dates were. I think the last discovery, uh, those students, the school would have closed. I think it closed in the 40s or 50s. So you think, oh my goodness, like those people would have been, um, you know, in their 60s, 70s now. And if you think of 96, I mean, my goodness, they would have been still young with vibrant families. So I'm going to read to you what I wrote about my thoughts. Because I was like, how do I feel about this day? Do I celebrate this country that's been so good to my immigrant parents where we were able to really, you know, flourish in this country? Or do I feel rage and anger? And the truth is this year I went back to teaching and for four months I had my own class. And 20 out of 29 of my students were Indigenous. And I've always grown up with, um, in my hometown, I always had Indigenous friends. I've always had friends of all sorts of cultures. And um, I, I actually lost a friend, my first experience with death. I was in grade four and I lost my friend Bonnie. Oh, sorry. My friend Heather, her sister was Bonnie and they were indigenous and they were driving to Edmonton from Prince George and the entire family was killed in a fatal car crash. It was Heather, her, her sister, Bonnie, who was younger than her and her father, her mother and her uncle. And that was, uh, that was devastating. Like I said, it was my first experience with death, but I've always, um, yeah, I don't know. Anyways, um, so I've always had friends that were indigenous, not to say that I thought about it. I ha- also had friends that were Japanese and friends that um, were from South America and friends that were Polish and like friends from everywhere, from India. It's just the, just the way I've always been lucky to have very different friends. And for me, I think I was always attracted to friends that were from uh, various cultures because I too was was a child of immigrant parents uh, being Portuguese. And it was hard because you're kind of raised in these two cultures. And so you understand one and you understand the other and they don't always like mix well. So anyway, today was very conflicting for me. And since this has happened, um, I it's just hit me so hard because when I would look at my students and I would think 20 of these students possibly could could have just not even been here. 20 out of the 29 are indigenous. And I, I can't imagine that just the thought hurts my heart, let alone the experience of losing family members. So anyway, I'm going to read to you the post that I wrote and maybe I'll stop in between to kind of give a little more um, thought into it as well. So I write Canada Day. Through my own life journey, I've learned it is possible to hold all the emotions all at once. It is possible to feel happiness, gratitude, fear, sadness, and rage all at once. It's interesting. I'm going to pause there. It's interesting because so often I find that with emotions, we're told that we say it's a situation where you should feel rage or anger, yet there's a side of you that also feels joy and relief. I think of my own divorce, how I kind of felt all those emotions at once. And that sometimes makes people uncomfortable or it makes you feel guilty. Like you feel like, oh, I should only feel this because there's such polarizing emotions. But actually the truth is we can hold all of those emotions at once. It's the strangest feeling because often we we do kind of lean towards more of one than the other, but it can change from day to day, from hour to hour, from moment to moment when you're experiencing um, life-changing moments. 
Okay, I'll continue. It says, I am grateful for the opportunities this country has given myself and my immigrant parents. At the same time, deeply saddened with the atrocities of our indigenous people, not atrocities of the past, they are happening right now. This year, I was given the gift of teaching children again. I taught children for four months and it had been, it had been more than 10 years since I had my own class. I've always understood the great responsibility it is to be trusted with the care of children for several hours a day. I always become deeply connected with my students when they're in my care. I've always been aware of my words and my actions and understand how they can greatly impact them for years to come. This is something that I've always been uber sensitive to. And, and I think it's because of my own childhood. I know how like a quick off the cuff comment can make you feel and can actually impact you being in the weight loss world. I mean, just taking something like that, being called, being bullied for being heavy or being told to not eat something so that you don't put on weight. Like even those kind of things can impact you for years. So I've always been uber aware. I hope that the lesson I left my students with is that no, we are not perfect. Sometimes we th say things that we don't mean, or we have like a quick, quick reaction because we're overwhelmed and have too much going on. But I hope the lesson that they took is that always be quick to apologize. Always, always, always. I am not a perfect teacher. I'm not a perfect person, but I pray that, um, that all the moments maybe that weren't perfect, that I was quick to apologize. And that, that was the greatest lesson. So the thought of 20 out of 29 my students disappearing and being tortured simply because they are indigenous is simply something I cannot comprehend. Just the thought hurts me. I cannot imagine what families have gone through. They have lost what would have been future parents, aunties, uncles, cousins, grandparents. I, and this is where things shift a little bit too, I'm also saddened of our current overreaching government, jailing three pastors in Alberta, devastating businesses, bankrupting families, suicides, and overdoses. Creating division between those who choose to get the V and don't, those who do not, those who cannot mask and those who could. The passing of Bill C-10 and C-36, if you don't know about these bills, they're pretty serious and they have already passed one level of government and they really take away a lot of our ability to express um, any thoughts that we have. It's pretty crazy. So yes, I understand that many feel opposite when it comes to me and our current government and the decisions they made to protect us. Here lays the problem that saddens me, the inability to see things differently, the inability to change your mind as you learn more. If you're different to the masses, you are seen as selfish and anti-something. Is this not where the root of our problems have been? The inability to be a full expression of yourself. Division simply creates more division. And I know this is a little risky, um, I wouldn't say I'm comparing, no, I'm not comparing at all what has happened to Indigenous people to what's happening to the government right now. Why I'm finding it hard to celebrate Canada Day is both those reasons for the atrocities that happened to our Indigenous people, but also our overreaching government. So much was never covered on mainstream media and it breaks my heart. I do not understand why we cannot show both sides of what's happened in this pandemic yes the 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 deaths and the sadness and the of the virus itself but also the opposite side the amount of um division that was that has been created the amount of people who went bankrupt and lost businesses like in ontario they are still masked today in bc thank goodness they've lifted the mask mandate um but in ontario they still have masks they still have gyms are still closed all these months later like i just cannot even believe that when gyms have not been super spreaders in any way and so it's crazy like when i think 
of what our government has done. I don't understand why we can't have the knowledge of both sides. But also, you know, I've had my own experiences with uh, masks. I have never, um, I was, I was forced to, I wouldn't say forced to because I didn't do it, but I was supposed to have been masking all my students and I got pulled in many times with admin to speak about why my students weren't masked. Now, here's what I taught my students about masks. I'm not their parent. If their parent wanted them to wear them, then they needed to wear them. If their parents didn't want them to wear them, all they had to do was email the school and let the school know and then they were exempt. I wanted to create a room where children chose what was most comfortable for them. I also wanted everyone to feel like they belonged whatever their choice was. I also never, and this happened right at the beginning where I had students who were visibly uncomfortable wearing those masks and they, I had one child come up to me in a panic saying they felt sick and they couldn't breathe. And in that moment, I realized that even though I did everything I could to create this environment where they didn't feel like they couldn't speak to me about something, that they were still feeling that from outside pressures, from media, from just the fact that I'm a teacher versus a student. And in that moment, I made it my mission for my students to never feel like they had to ask me to breathe so that they could take breaks whenever they needed. And if they didn't want to wear it, they didn't wear it. But I just wasn't my job to force that when you have students that are already dealing with so much in their homes because I've worked in inner city schools the last thing you want to do is then to muzzle them I'm not saying every child felt muzzled they didn't everyone comes from a different background from a different experience from a different health experience from a different physical experience from all of it and so some just like adults some people were totally comfortable wearing these masks and they were fine and they felt like they protected them and they needed them to feel safe whereas others it was painful mentally painful physically painful and i just felt that those who could wear them didn't understand the opposite and a little bit of vice versa so Anyway, my rant, I'm going to move on. (laughs) So I'm going to say, I can't say it's a day I feel like celebrating. Yet when I look at our land, the beauty we still have around us, I have to find a way to love the good. For only love can shift pain. Nature, listening, being authentically yourself is a great healer. I pray for our Indigenous people that they will receive all the answers. I pray we learn more from their teachings. As I have learned more of their teachings over the last few months, they have taught me to open my heart more, to respect nature on a whole other level, to speak the truth even when it's hard, and to take care of our elders and our families. It really truly has been such a gift to work in a community where we had um, two Indigenous workers and they supported um, our class in such an incredible beautiful caring way and brought in um, elders and I got was lucky enough to learn more about the teachings and try drumming and listen to beautiful music and it was incredible and this is our Canadian part of our culture like it's it's so we're so lucky and so I hope that that's what um, we see more of in the future is really learning from our Indigenous people so the reason it was on my heart to share this is because like I said, there's two, two, two big things that are on my heart when it comes to celebrating. But I do believe that it's important to give gratitude 
and I can't say whether it's right for you to celebrate or not to celebrate. This isn't what this episode was about. It's about us really being, acknowledging what's happening, being a true, true expression of ourselves, being brave when it feels hard, uh, standing up for those that are vulnerable, taking the time to look at more than one side of things, to be open to discussion and conversation, to not be so quick to judge and to be angry and to open our hearts because I truly believe that it's through love that we experience incredible healing for ourselves, for our countries. So my friend, I'm going to leave it there. I do wish you a beautiful day and I will speak to you soon.